0: Everyone, welcome to another episode of Speaking Tangentially. I'm Cecilia, also known as Sess the Plug, because I love to plug in numbers and get computing. Today, I have a very special friend with me who's back from college for winter break.
1: Cosine Conrad.
0: Yeah, that's <laughs> such a fun name.
1: Yes, yeah, very fun, very mathematical.
0: Yeah, why did you choose cosine? Do you like cosines over sines and tans, or just? Yeah, I think feeling- the cosine
1: function. Um, it's just, it's just a very nice symmetrical function over the, uh, over the, what's its, what's its, make what now over the x-axis, so, no, just kidding, over the y-axis. Um, yeah, it's a nice <laughs> function overall, just, like, it's really nice, you, cosine Pretty. of 180, cosine of zero is one, fantastic. Uh-huh,
0: it's a good one. Yeah, it's a yeah. good one. Um, okay, so you're back from college for, how long are you back for?
1: i um, have for just under a month.
0: Okay, that's a nice lengthy time yeah um and so how is semester one so is semester one is over
1: semester one is over yes
0: okay and how'd it go
1: so in terms of mathematics you mean of course
0: overall was it good
1: overall the first semester was wonderful yes made many new friends all that jazz that's good but i have been i did take a calculus class really yes i did in fact i brought my knowledge that joan sullivan taught me from calc a b calc at um the wearing school in beverly massachusetts 01915 i brought that along with me to clark university to my calculus course which um was a bit different than i was expecting there was a lot more proofs involved as opposed to just plugging and chugging the old product rule or quotient rule or something of the sort it was more proving through limits why the product rule the quotient rule or the sum rule or whatnot how why they exist Uh um doing like the Epsilon-delta definition of um, limits, derivatives. Um, it was very interesting. It was just a lot of proofs, a lot of very logical thinking going straight right. down to, to uh, frankly, like logic and yes or no,
0: uh-huh.
1: the if-then, all that.
0: Right. So y- junior year, you took um, Calc, just Calc 1.
1: Yes, yes. At school, in high one, school. Just Calc 1. Just Calc 1.
0: Mm-hmm. And then senior year, yeah. you took Calc 2, which was an AP class, because at the end you took the AP I did
1: yes I did yes
0: and um then when you went into college did you have to take a placement test for any math
1: funny yes yeah I actually did have to take a placement test um there were uh sections above so uh, a regular calculus and honors calculus um I was in the honors calculus section because I got a score of 80% 80% I think or above on the math placement test which was a bunch of algebra and pre-calc and calc and oh, trig wow. and trig just to um okay. see where we were at
0: uh-huh. so
1: some of my friends who had scored lower they were in the regular calculus section
0: regular calculus so that's regular just like calculus. entry level and then there's the honors yes the honors calculus, Honor calculus. yeah and no, then... no flags of course okay but is there another like higher level that you could like some i to? hypothetically
1: or? so i um i did not get a, i got a four on the um the ab thing uh, there was a friend of mine who got a five on the bc um who's on the soccer team he's right down the hall from me so he was able to skip calculus and go right into linear algebra because right. of that right. um but most of the people will just go into, like, regular calculus or honors calculus, and they'll, uh-huh. you'll still be on the track for math major. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah.
0: Um, and so are you pursuing a math major or something
1: else? Um, I'm considering a physics major. I do like the way that calculus integrates itself, ha, no pun intended,
0: uh-huh, into uh-huh. physics.
1: <laughs> um, that's very nice. So I definitely going to have to keep taking math courses that are co-requisites with my physics right. courses um i'm thinking about majoring in physics maybe double majoring in physics and french i love languages as well
0: that's um, awesome
1: and languages can be actually as a Graham rosby who is an old wearing school yeah. teacher once taught me that languages are very mathematical yeah in and of themselves so perhaps that same sort of logical thinking That'd transcends really cool. both languages and mm-hmm. mathematics courses
0: That's cool. Yeah. Um, Okay, so one thing. I think that in high school level math classes, we don't do a lot of proofs, at least compared to college level classes. Mm -hmm. So because I know that you're doing a lot of proofs in your health class now. Yes. Do you want to just go over like the basic structure of a proof for our listeners? Oh, boy. like, Like, just walk me through like vaguely.
1: Like... Sure. Yeah. So, a proof is basically you just have to sequentially organize a series of cohesive arguments that bring you to a point. Um and the proofs that we were doing were built straight from logic. So we started with sets, um, infinite sets, open sets, closed sets, compact sets, basically that's just sets, sets of numbers, literally as the word means. Um and so to construct a proof, you sort of you can take something that you already know is definitely true mm-hmm. and you say like okay so this is given this you have to then prove um whatever x um and you use a series of steps to get there and it has to all be completely logical arguments um all right like i said sequentially it's very very tedious and can be quite annoying but it's important to be able to know like the underpinning, the idea is, I mean, you can just, like, you can apply the product rule, you can apply limits and derivatives or integrals in math, and you can, you know, just use the power rule whatnot, but it's important, really, to understand how that's all working within actual sets of numbers, as opposed to just, like, right. doing function operations. Right.
0: Sorry. Interesting. Yes. Um, and then are there any highlights from that class that...
1: Um, yeah, okay. so I have to say... One highlight, I, I, my professor was pretty good. Um, he was a really nice guy. He commuted every day from WPI. He was a visiting professor. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, so it was nice to have a teacher who, I mean, WPI is a Polytechnic Institute. So uh-huh. he was very well versed in what he was doing. Uh-huh. Um, and it was definitely hard, I think, the adjustment coming from wearing, going uh, where I could, you know not to expose wearing but not do too well on a math test but I could you know make up for that in participation you know if I did poorly on a midterm then that's kind of you know that is what it is and that's reflected in my grade the way it is and I can't change that right so that was one thing that was definitely a bit different but I I don't know I enjoyed it quite a bit overall Um, I enjoyed that it was in a smaller classroom setting too I think there was like only 30 kids as opposed to what like would be like a 100, 200 person calculus seminar.
0: Right. I was just going to ask, yeah, how is the class setting different from high school? Because we, we we go or we went to a, a small high school that like classes are very small. And most college classes are going to be a lot larger than that. Um, so how does that compare? And what what's the professor situation like?
1: Well, so... Yes, the, yeah, the, like I said, the professor was a visiting professor. He was really cool. Um, the class I had wearing for my two calculus classes, um, Calc One and Calc Two, were we were sort of set up in a semicircle, and there was um a teacher at the board. Whereas here we were actually like a traditional. We were like in chairs with desks, and they were all in rows. Like there was four rows of like eight or something like right. that. Um, and so we were not facing each other, which would, I liked, you know, facing one another, being able to see every face in the classroom. But it was still definitely, like, smaller. It was not an auditorium. It so was, a little
0: bit more intimate.
1: Yeah, a bit more intimate than, like, I feel a normal class would be uh-huh. um, at an introductory level.
0: And how accessible was the pro- professor? Could you go for office hours, or were there, like, students that would... Help
1: or... Yeah, so I had a discussion section as well. Um, more TAs who were uh, grad students. They were right. um, studying for their Ph.D.s. They'd come in and help us out. Um, in TA math sections, um, that was nice because it was sort of like an open forum. I could ask any questions I had. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the teacher himself, even though he worked at WPI, he had um, sufficient office hours. He had yeah, That's he had it. nice time during the week. He was really nice. He just sort of sometimes if he responded to a question it would kind of he was just really enthusiastic so it would lead him into something that wasn't actually the answer to the question so sometimes it would take a, a few tries to get what you were looking for but other than that he was a really nice supportive guy um, that's good and brought a lot of enthusiasm which is important in teaching
0: yeah definitely um all right well thank you so much for uh being here today yes, thank you for
1: having me. I really appreciate it. It's been a wonderful time, yeah, I love talking about baths. yes,
0: talk. well, so I'll have to have you back on for another episode um in a few months or maybe at the end of second semester so that I can hear all about the new things that you learn
1: hmm yeah, definitely for sure definitely, and then yeah The new, new year happy new year,
0: yeah, happy new year to everybody um yeah, so I um hope all my lovely listeners had a good time listening to this episode and thank you cosign conrad um for being here today and for teaching us about all the ways of math at college um and happy mathing